The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Welcome back to another episode of the Pinball Show featured on the Pinball Network. We are your hosts, Zach Minnie and Dennis Creasel. And happy belated Father's Day to all of you papas out there. Yeah, happy Father's Day. We've had a hell of a week there again. Man, we're on a roll. Are we? <laughs> it feels like we're rolling uphill. Oh my gosh. Am I the Sisyphus and you the boulder? I don't know what a Sisyphus is. What's a Sisyphus? You know the is that Greek the person that rolls? mythology who had to keep rolling the stone up in hell and it kept rolling down. That was his punishment. Oh, I don't know. I was going to ask you more if your papa was a rolling stone. Was he done? Wherever he laid his hat, he was home. <laughs> All he left us was alone. Papa was a rolling stone. So, yeah. So was he a, uh, was Papa Creasel Rolling Stone? <laughs> no, though he did travel a lot for work. <gasps> See, I'm close. I'm close. I, it was a Father's Day reference. And we're talking about Rolling Stones and Papas and what better than the Temptations themselves singing a little Papa was a Rolling Stone. I think it's always how you have to put songs in all the time, even though there's a 100% agreement that you shouldn't sing. And I like it now merely because it proves my point that you don't listen to me. Because people ask, they'll be like, why don't you get Zach to stop whatever, X, Y, or Z? And I'm like, have you not heard the show? He doesn't listen to me about anything. Look, I've I've found in the last couple weeks that pretty much anything I do is going to piss somebody off. So, I just roll with uh, whatever is natural to me and whatever makes my heart pitter-patter. And that's a couple things in life. Um, It's Dennis Creasel. He makes my heart pitter-patter. Pinball. I like that. Um, It's not drama. I don't like that too much. But uh, having a platform is nice, too. But people aren't always happy with with your co-host, Dennis. Really? I never knew. (laughs) Do you get the angry messages, too? Not as many as you do, I'm sure. Well, no, I, you know what? I don't get many messages. Well, people don't really like to take time to message. I mean, in the grand scheme of everything going on in the world, uh, pinball drama tends to be relatively unimportant. Yeah, I would you, say. you know, our TPN thread on Pinside has been lit on fire last week. Or do you mean the straight week. down the middle thread? Because that's all it seems to be about now, Zach. Why can you not get control? Straight down the middle doesn't have anything to do with TPN. I I don't know what to do. I tried to direct people to the other thread. You've seen that. I did. I saw your I saw your half-hearted and very belated effort. Well, we had a discussion first. I think it's fair. Oh my! A nice discussion. Yeah. Like, had a couple hey, look, of Rolling Stones in there, talking about we? puppets, and I come in, and I'm like, it's just all about straight down the middle drama. And I'm like, but this isn't relevant. Yeah, it was. I just, I don't understand. I don't I either. Simpler time. I come from a simpler time in a very simple place, and I don't understand off-topicness. So, you know, there are a lot of media members that just don't simply go on Pinsider. They don't follow up with their listeners or their viewers. They just don't, they don't do it. 
but that's not us. That's not us, Dennis. Mm. Oh, and okay. side note, on your EGP episode, this last... Which one? Uh, the, the prior one. You did another Build-A-Bank? Uh, yes. I like that game, but... Tony! I wanted Tony to beat you. I really did. Why? Why would you I want don't know. That? I'm growing a little more fond of Tony. In particular, he was I don't just know telling what... it. He was just telling it like it is, and he's just voting it like it is. Yeah, but he needs to maybe consult with myself. That's, <laughs> I think that's, that's what needs to be done so that we can get Tony that yeah, big I, W. I, let, let's, uh, gosh, this is so off topic. But okay, let's let's dive into a scenario where that would mm-hmm. happen. So here's what's good. Tony would call you up mm-hmm. on Skype. So boop, yeah. boop, 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 Yeah, he boop, should phone boop. a friend on Build a Bank. That's a and, good idea. Fo- so he, pho- he phones you. And okay. you're like, uh, this is this is Zach. After yeah. uh, I'm sorry, it took me 20 minutes to answer because I'm never on time. And then Tony would say, "Hey, I'm doing build a bank, and I need your help." And he'd oh. run through. Here's what we got, and we're okay. doing games top 21 through 30. And here are the four choices. I get to pick first, and Ooh, then okay. you would go, "Oh, they're all a B plus," and then you hang up. Ah, yeah, but they'd be better than what he's been picking lately. Tony, you had the opportunity to pick the winning bank, and he. Uh, for those maybe of you who haven't still, listened, maybe he'll still win. No, he no, will wait, not. I think the I think the vote's already closed. Never mind. <laughs> I, closed. No, that one wasn't close. So Tony, next next bank, buddy, I got your back. You want to phone a friend? I'll be sitting waiting. I'll be waiting. I can't do too many more builder banks. You know, I'm about to get through the where the first set, the best ranked set, is bumping mm-hmm. into what used to be the second rank. Oh, set. so okay. I'm gonna have to mix up the rules here. After I think I've got yeah. enough space to do. One or two more under the system I've done. Creating segments is so easy. Well, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. You feel my I pain mean, now. No, well, no. The difference is that the segment I created is good. So <gasps> My segments are and good. I, Thank you very much. And I much. stick with it. I don't have to introduce a new one every episode. Yeah. I, you know, I, sometimes I don't want just one television channel. I want a network, baby. And other times people want RSS feeds for all of their stuff. Oh, God, with that shit again. Uh, so tell me a little bit, Father's Day. You had a good uh, Father's Day? Well, we didn't do anything for Father's Day. We're still okay. isolating due to oh, the various yeah. uh, immune conditions in my family. So uh, we didn't do anything in person on Father's Day. But we were able to celebrate a little bit at distance. It was nice. Um, yeah, I saw photos of your Father's Day. It was, yeah, it was nice. I had a uh, big steak. For Father's Day, so that was always welcomed. I did get to a, I'll have to put it up on uh, the TPN Facebook or the Flipping Out Facebook, but I got a gift from my family. Do you know the bags, the throw in the bags with the holes in the wood and the thing? The bags game? Backyard uh, fun? Cornhole? Yeah, cornhole. Yeah, we call okay, it cornhole, yeah. but I always find it a little odd. So, uh, yeah, I got custom cornhole tables that have flipping out on them. Oh, that's fancy. How cool is that? Well, and as fancy as cornhole gets. But. Yeah, and at the so somebody did those for us, and then I'm going to get a decal or something on the bottom that says, Bye, bye, bye! Bye, bye, bye! I think that would be fun. I am a father. You have a father. I have a father. Fathers are good. What, do, what have you learned from your faja throughout your life? You've learned a lot, but maybe one thing you really admire about Papa Creasel and his nakedness. Well, you know, we we're, you're bringing back an oldie with the nudist theory. I just always picture him grabbing cheese naked right at the refrigerator. I don't know why. Hmm. Yeah, well, we didn't have a lot of cheese growing up in the house, other than those uh, craft singles. <laughs> you said he'd be a fan of mine. 
<laughs> if I came over for Christmas. See, I, I call back well, all these things. I never said that. Yeah, you said, eh, but eh, not a good chance. Not a good chance. Not a probably not a good chance. Mm-hmm. No, like one of the things he was really good at uh, versus well, even my like I'm not good at this is when he would come home from work, mm-hmm. he would never talk about work. Wow. He could just totally, that was all shut off. It was so, so good at it that when I was in high school and I had to do a shadowing project, uh, you know, to learn about a profession, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything really beyond the broad strokes of what he did as an electrical engineer. Wow. So he was, he, he could compartmentalize that well and mm-hmm. he cared yeah. so much and loved his family so much. He could just shut off. Yeah. I have, I have That's no memory cool. of him ever complaining about a coworker Jeez. or a project or expressing any frustration with work. And I was always impressed with that. I can, I cannot do that. I kvetch about work. If I'm, I'll sit in the room by myself and talk to myself about how much I am mad at something at work. Yeah, absolutely. And that was more my mom's line too. She would complain about work. Uh, That is pretty impressive. I'm trying to think what, uh, I've got a list of things that Papa Minnie has taught me or I've tried to strive to become. One of my dad's biggest things and I don't, it's like a lot of people would have to work at this, but for him, it's just very innate. He knows how to put in adequate work. He is uh, a perfectionist to some degree. And he always taught me that if you don't know how to do something, then you just learn it. Like It was never a big thing, Dennis. It almost, like, do you know how to do this? Well, no, but okay, let's, let's do that then. Like anything that I would present him with ever, anything he's ever been presented with, if he wants to do it or needs it done, he will just find a way to do it. He's very crafty like that. One of the hardest working people I've ever met uh, doesn't quit. He just wanted to support his family. And if you wanted something to happen, he, he always believed that it could. He had the most belief in me ever. So he's like, oh, you want that? You want to become that? Well, then just go do it. Let's figure out how to get it done. So that that's something that helped me to where I'm at today. And hopefully I can instill upon my children. Aw. Yeah. Yeah, we did a lot of the, I always thought of it as what I stereotype as dad stuff. We'd go and do like uh, work on the cars and stuff. Oh, so nice. if it was, okay, well, we, like, I've only ever gone until I got my new car and it's a part of the, <laughs> it's part of buying it. Yeah. I only ever went for an oil change once. I've always changed my own oil or done it with him. That's impressive. I don't know. And that was because that. it was like, well, this is what we, this is what we, it's not hard. So this is how we do. I still will go over there when I do the oil change because he's got a flat driveway. It's not sloped like mine and he's got yeah. all the stuff to recycle it. And so it's just like, okay, we go in and do that. And I remember as a kid going down. Uh, he would do a lot of electrical projects on the side, just like taking uh, mm-hmm. electrical equipment, soldering, and, and working on satellite receivers or VCRs or whatever it was. Wow. Uh, because yeah. if a VCR broke, it it would be fixed. Like, he would fix it. So, Isn't that something? And, but he's colorblind. So one of the things, oh, I, one wow. of my early jobs as a kid, and because my sister is colorblind as well, is I would be there and he would be doing the project and I had to identify all the wires for him. And I felt very important. Well, like, hell yeah. Okay. So, so you're, which one's the green wire versus the blue wire? Cause we can't mess it up or we're going to, you know, we'll put the polarity on the wrong spot. So you, your father and your sister were colorblind. You didn't get that yep. trait, but you, um, so they might have trouble visually with what they see. 
What is it called? Because I feel like you have this, Dennis, at times. What is it called when describing somebody that doesn't have good taste? How is that taste blind? <laughs> Olfactory deprived. <laughs> that sounds mean. And I don't think it has a name. I don't think mean things have names, Zach. Oh my gosh, I love it. You get it, listener? He's, he doesn't have good taste. Uh. All right, Dennis, so for all the fathers out there, if you are a father or you have a father that's close to you, happiest of Father's Day, so much so that I think we should go into a, a, little, a little song. Dennis, this is for all the fathers out there. I don't think we should do it. Yeah, I know you don't. Sailing down. Behind the sun You know this one, Dennis Waiting for my Prince to come Praying for The healing rain To restore My soul again Anybody else know this one now? Just a tow rat On the run How did I get here? What have I done? When will all my hopes arise? How will I know him when I look into Father's eyes? I don't recognize that song. My Father's eyes. No? Nope. That's when I look into Father's eyes. Know my Father's eyes. You don't know that one? Nope. All right, there are other podcasters that hate when we talk about anything besides pinball, news, and drama. And listeners, but you don't care no, about No, the listeners either. love. Have you seen the numbers? Have you seen the no. numbers? You I don't should look at see the, number. the numbers. I don't care. I don't numbers. look at the numbers. Turnout was great. Forget I pull corona. numbers when the other TPN podcasters ask me for their numbers is when I pull numbers. We group everyone together. They vote for TPN. They listen. They love it. They're genius. Everyone else, stupid. They lack stamina. You want to listen to some news from our correspondents? Fine. <laughs> we don't have no Craig Bobby this week. Oh, good. <laughs> I mean, fine. What you got, Cods? What you got, Dr. John? Bunch of shit. It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. There's not a lot of news out of Jersey Jack Pinball this week, and there hasn't been a follow-up to the teaser video that was released a couple of weeks ago, which has led a lot of people to ask the question, when are they going to announce Guns N' Roses already? Ken Cromwell might have given us a hint into why it hasn't been announced yet in his most recent podcast. He said that Jersey Jack Pinball will not be announcing any pins until they are ready to ship. This is in contrast to some previous pins from Jersey Jack, which were announced and then many months passed until they were available to be delivered to customers. It's safe to say that this is a better model for Jersey Jack and will help them to make sales and deliveries while the excitement about their new pin is still alive. For the Pinball Show, this is Ken Rudberg. Hey, this is Kaz with an American Pinball Update. Hot Wheels is now shipping to customers. I've seen some unboxing videos on Facebook and on Pinside, and there's also a few locations where it's now available to play. And Project Pinball is having a Hot Wheels raffle. It's $70 per entry. They have 200 total entries, so check out the Project Pinball Facebook page for more info on that. 
And our friends over at the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast had Dave Brennan, the technical service manager there at American Pinball, on their episode 60. He was discussing his restorations, the hiring at American Pinball, and the work with Hot Wheels. And I also reached out to Dave, and he told me that so far his first two months on the job have been exciting. He's been assisting customers, he's been working on the manual for Hot Wheels, and he's also working on additional instructional videos. He's going to be getting Hot Wheels to have at the house to help with troubleshooting. And he's also going to be on the stream with Ryan Kuiper on the TurboGrafx-7 Twitch stream very soon, so look for that. For American Pinball, this is Brian Kosner. Hello from Dr. John, and welcome to this week's SHIT, and he said it, update. It's mainly all about spooky this week, and there is new code drop for Rick and Morty with two new dimensions and a whole stack of fixes and changes of light shows and awards. There is also Movement with America's Most Haunted with an upgrade possible for the sound if you want to increase increase the quality of your machine. Speaking of increasing the quality of your machine, there's been much talk about changes that can be made to Rick and Morty, including changing the LCD screen to a higher resolution and viewing angle monitor if that is your preference and also the target stickers this was mentioned by chris on his canada pinball podcast and just to let everybody know if your stickers are suffering wear from being hit charlie will happily send you a new set as a free replacement just email him at spooky pinball from going forward from here all targets will be laminated to improve their wear and tear. If you have an urge to change the uh, quality of your screen, you can do so yourself. And I'm a bit offended that most people on Tim Pinball Network have been called out by Chris, but he's yet to give me a serve. At least I'll name you personally, Chris. So that's it for this week's SHIT update. We'll catch you all next week. Bye. Always great hearing from the correspondents, isn't it, Dennis? Yeah, I love it. It's wonderful. A Bobby-less correspondent section. Well, he probably needed a break. And poor Chris Chandler. He's got nothing to cover over at Deep Root. Well, maybe eventually. I did see there was a, this was several weeks ago, of course, their updated announcement on mm-hmm. their website. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. I think uh, Mr. Chandler has been reaching, reaching out to Robert Mueller over at Deep Root, uh, and they have confirmed that the plan is for Chris to be a correspondent for TPN to go over there to check it out with them. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. You know what else I was excited about? I was listening to one of the best pinball podcasts in existence. The final round pinball podcast featured here on TPN with hosts, Martin Robbins and Jeff T. Ellis. Did you hear yet their last episode with Keith Elwin? Unfortunately, I've not finished that episode yet. Oh, you're going to love the rest of it. So Keith Elwin visited uh, the final round. He, He was talking about is kind of his upcoming game because Teolus, you'll have to listen. But there were some there were some nuggets out of there I thought were interesting and that we could discuss. One being that Jurassic Park, did you know this, Dennis? Jurassic Park by Stern Pinball, the game of the year, was supposed to have an upper left flipper instead of an upper right flipper. So the top one third basically was kind of going to be mirrored, but space did not allow for that upper left flipper. So they stuck with the upper mm. right. No, I did not. Welcome to Jurassic Tron. Yeah, (laughs) that's very good. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think. He, I think Elwin was saying space-wise, it just it didn't work where the ball was exiting the right ramp, so um, it wasn't going to work that way. That would have been it would have been an interesting layout to say the least because he wanted to get away from Iron Maiden. He had that upper right flipper and the baby left flipper, but that upper right flipper for the loop, and we see the same similar kind of thing on Jurassic Park. Elwin talked about always wanting to mix it up, and he doesn't want to really have a style style per se the distinctive way of laying out pinball machines i don't know we'll have to see his third one because so far he does have that what do you think his third one will be just theme wise any guesses do you know james bond james bond i've heard i've heard james bond i've heard godzilla i don't know do you think either one of those work for pinball yeah we've seen godzilla and james bond before so they don't seem to be very hard reaches (sighs) which which james bond would you want uh, I don't, I don't really care. I'd say don't do Timothy Dalton. I'd say don't do, uh, don't do George Lazenby and don't do Timothy Dalton. But other than that, I think you won't really go wrong. What about me, pushy? <laughs> I mean, Sean Connery's what most people are going to tell you they want. Hey, at least uh, you knew it. Okay. It's not Roger one I Moore would want. had more Bond movies though, so you have more to work with. Uh, Daniel Craig would be who I'm sure the studio would want because he's still James Bond currently. And you know, uh, Daniel Craig, in my opinion, is the best damn James Bond. So give give Craigy his due. I want to see a Daniel Craig James Bond pinball machine. That's what I want. Screw more. Screw con. con nah, I don't want him, but guys. Daniel Craig is the badass James Bond. Yeah, but big. no gadgets. Great. Uh, he's got his muscles. Is that not enough for you? The bo- the Bond supremacy. Have you not seen Casino Royale? Right? I when he's poisoned, I he like goes Casino out there. Royale there was some well gadgets. As a movie, but, but it was, this is, and I don't blame Daniel Craig for it. I think he's done fine as James Bond, but the Bond movies have become the Bourne movies. So, only that's better. What they are now. Only better. What was the one where uh, Javier Bardem was chasing him and he, oh God, what was that one? That was a good one, too. They go out in the middle of nowhere in that castle, or that house. Oh, mm. yeah, but Quantum of Solace is terrible. Uh, I don't it's think any one of the Daniel Craig Bond ones were bad. Ever. It's yeah. terrible. Terrible is a strong word. It, I know that's why I'm using. You probably think the new Star Wars films are terrible too. I liked them better than the prequels. <laughs> Fair enough. When asked about what comes first, the chicken or the egg, the layout or the theme, do designers? know what theme they're working with before they start conceptualizing layout or are they working on a layout and they just kind of adjust it towards that theme keith elwin indicated that the theme comes really really early so most of the time it goes well before that design stage and uh, people have talked about that right people have talked yeah, about say, well this actually comes up a lot so yeah the, the answer to that he said he's claiming here is you know the theme, and then you work off of that. Now, we know that some of these designers probably have an idea of features they kind of want to put in one of their upcoming games. So it's probably a blend yeah. and a mix. But Also, did you know this, Dennis? Guardians of the Galaxy was actually going to be Keith Elwin's Archer layout. No, I did not. Mm-hmm. Yep. John Borg was actually going to do Iron Maiden, but Elwin said he thinks Borg was kind of getting tired of music pins because he was on a, lot, a row of those. So wanted to switch it up, so... Borg got Guardians, and Elwin got uh, Iron Maiden. And I think that was probably, from the manufacturer standpoint, the correct call. As a team, 
as a manufacturer, I think it was the right call because Guardians of the Galaxy theme-wise was probably a bit stronger than Iron Maiden, maybe? Yeah, no, I agree that it was. So Iron Maiden benefited from that unique layout uh, and that debut of Keith Elwin, I believe. And he was also talking about an upcoming Iron Maiden update that included a little bit of a surprise. Everybody thought Probably that game one was of done. Those but many wizard modes you won't ever play. I I would guess I would guess that to be the case as well. Or a third topper with DLC. Mm. This says next Iron Maiden update, so that doesn't sound right to me. Well, maybe it's enabled if you have the topper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe Ellen's games uh, all the all his toppers going forward will have that DLC. Who knows? Now, Dennis, you know that I love those opto spinners that Stern has been putting you in do. some of their you games. You talk about, that's like your favorite thing on Beatles. Oh, Beatles has the opto spinners. Star Wars The Pin has the opto spinners. Elvira's House of Horrors has the opto spinners. Love them. They just spin and spin and spin. Now, the host of the final round asked Keith Elwin about why are opto spinners in some titles but not in others because there are a lot of fan of the opto spinners. He said it's always the designer's choice, but... There are times that it's not feasible due to space issues. He said Jurassic Park is a case in point. He would have liked to have put an opto spinner on that, but with the ramp, the way the ramp sets and everything, it couldn't be done. Hmm. So they take up I've a little bit more real to estate. I see how much space the opto takes. So yeah, I don't know if it's a wiring thing, or I, I know that on top of the on top of the bracket that holds that spinner, there are there's some wiring and different things that go go into it. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm more curious underneath the play field. Mm-hmm. I just, I I don't know. If I was a designer, I would want that opto spinner as well. So it's, it's Yeah, but you're not going to, well, maybe you would, but I can see why designers wouldn't want to dramatically change an entire design decision just to accommodate that's what is point. essentially still just the spinner. Why can't we have spinners nowadays that feel like spinners of old? Um, because people want to do more in the game than just rip spinner all day. Mm. And that's the main issue. That's why the spinners feel different is like, if you take a game like firepower or meteor mm-hmm. or stargazer, it's all about, I mean, it's not just the sound or the feel of the spinner. It's the fact that that is the way to earn points. Yeah. And do you really want to go back to an environment where the one way to earn points is just to keep repeating one shot over Maxing and over? Maxing out and over? spinners. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think it is. Is, is what it comes down to. Some of these games are getting really smarter with the spinner use. I love a game that the code set. Dwight, you listening? I love a game where the spinner is enabled into a mode. Like the mode, instead of hit the ramp this time, it's you've got to have so many spins to complete that mode. Beatles does that really well. One of the modes is a spinner-based mode. So you progress up levels the more spins you get on that uh, those opto spinners. I love that. I love completing tasks with the number of spins rather than the a spinner just being additional points. Uh, that's a waste to me. Yeah, I'm. It's a good. That's a good use. Yeah, I agree. I like, I like it better than get this many pop hits. Yeah. Or if it could be, I don't know how accurate an opto spinner is, or even a switch based spinner. I don't know if it can really. T- I guess it could tell how many spins you actually get as long as that button on the the switch is being pressed and it's not it's not you know how what i'm talking about like when you're determining i, I don't know if it's that no, precise I, is the switch really that precise? precise i think well i mean the switch either makes contact or it doesn't so every time it makes contact that's a question for the processor can it keep mm-hmm. up and they 
as far as I understand, they've kept up for at least the solid state era. Okay. Yeah, that was an issue with like getting down two drop targets at the same time in the EM era. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't get points for both of them because it's all the way it was working through the relays and everything. It just could not, there's no memory. But like if I play my firepower and I rip the spinner and lock the ball up top, Mm -hmm. then I can actually have the ball come out into the into the shooter lane, and I still see the score going up from the spinner. Oh, wow. Yeah, it feels good. That feels good. But, yeah, if, if they could tell the if they could tell the minute spins, each one, it would be fun to have, like, a, a yeah. mode where the game is ready and you have one spinner ripped, how many spins you can get in one hit, and maybe that's a, that's a champion score at the end uh, or a high score. Maybe you can just hitting that thing one time to see if you can get above, you know, 30 spins or 40 spins. There, I think there was a Stern Electronics game that did that. Oh, that actually, like, okay. would tell you how many spins on a mm-hmm. display. Or so I, this is a Bruce Nightingale, or Ron Hallett question. I like Dragon Fist or something had a, okay. I believe had a spinner that it would tell you because I think I want to think it was Ron who said yeah after he put on a certain type of lubrication on the spinner and such he he one time got over seventy on one hit. Oh man, that would feel good. Feel like it's flying off the game. <laughs> So they definitely they definitely can do it. It is possible. But, it's been possible for decades. A spinner, this is spinner talk now. A spinner has to be located in a way that it is complete satisfaction, but that alone will not make it one of the best spinner shots in pinball. It has to be married with an accompanying sound, a really good sound. We've heard bad spinner sounds. We've heard excellent ones. But if you match and marry that excellent Jerry Thompson spinner sound with the perfect location of the spinner and it being an opto. Oh, spinnergasm. I think a lot of uh, designers have recognized the, that the popularity of having an appropriate spinner sound is, is paramount for it Mm -hmm. to be appreciated. And that's an easy enough thing for them to, I've just, it seems like they've gotten better lately. Whereas, yeah, there was a very long stretch where the spinner has become less important, but, also wasn't even all that satisfying to hit. And it's probably a combination of the factors you mentioned, placement mm-hmm. and sound. But mm. it seems like lately, like broadly, I hear a lot of people say, well, I really like the spinner. Even if they understand that it's not going to be a spinner all day game, they seem to like the idea of the spinner. Like, uh, well, like you've noted, so some of the sounds Jerry Thompson's been using with Stern on the spinners have gone over pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen people praise the sound of the super spinner when it's lit on. Oh, nuclear I love that. I like the sound impact of that well, one. Well, cause that one is, that one is scripted with the shaker as well. Oh man. Yeah. So they've gotten, I feel the designers uh, across the board have gotten a lot better about making the spinner a fun shot. Uh, this or that Dennis, uh, a well-placed sounding reactive spinner or pop bumpers. Oh, spinner. So can we get rid of why can we get rid of pop bumpers? Do we need them? I no, you've, you don't need them. No, you've told I me mean, before I, they used to create havoc and danger, but anymore they're just made for like bonuses and and what are they doing? Well, you know, in the case of Stern, I've often heard that that was a requirement that Gary had on the designers is that he felt you needed three pop bumpers and I other than I guess Stranger Things, which is I believe two pops and then a, a kicking rubber, um, <laughs> yeah, they, well, they've well, all followed that. rubber. Obviously, we've seen Spookies uh, with the Denisi designs experiment away from that. That makes sense. It feels that. more like just, a mechanism, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, doing a strategic uh, pop bumper use, which is placed in a dangerous area. But yeah, uh, the idea of the ball is wild. Uh, I think the I think the concept as to why people like pop bumpers is that's an area where the player can watch the ball get a lot of action, and the, so there's like a kinetic feel to it. But yeah. when there's no risk, no, I, it's, it's it's and a lot of times there's no risk, like Stern Star Trek. There's no risk in that pop bumper area. You're in it a lot. It definitely makes the ball move a lot, but there's no risk. And then you take something else like Stern. You take Stern Star Wars, and then it feels like, at least when I play the game, I'm barely ever in the pop bumpers. So I'm like, why are they there? I know. I think designers should say, you know what? We stand behind no more pops. And I know some uh, competitive players, at least a number of them that I have spoken to, are not a fan of what they call slot pops, where the pops get are, the are slot machines. And yep. And trying to align that award. They don't, I like don't that. mind that because it, I, I'm at least getting something at least uh, like in ghostbusters. I'm the, getting I think it's the something. randomness of getting the award that annoys yeah. them. You know, c- competitive players want all the RNG stripped from the field. So mm-hmm. yeah, I get that. I don't, again, if you're going to give me a mechanism like that, integrate it into the code so that I care. Got to get 50 pops in this certain time or you don't complete that mode. That's it. Otherwise, I don't give a shit. Moving on to Jersey Jack Pinball, we heard in the recent Jersey Jack Pinball podcast host Ken Cromwell indicated everybody's wanting to know when are we going to see the rumored GNR Guns N' Roses game. He indicated that their next game will be debuted once it's ready to ship. I know that he's been Good. big on that, big been vocal about that. No, I, th- I think that... I think that's the ideal. I know they've been striving for that for a while, and Wonka was close. It was within two months, but, mm-hmm. but yeah. I like I like that. I think this is good for their company, so I like this idea. We've already got Turtles Pros. Toitles. Toitles starting to go out this week to locations. That's been a hard email that I've had to send to a lot of people. They ask, Where, where's my Turtles? Where's my Turtles? Where? Well, they're going to locations first. <gasps> Why, well, Zach? Uh, Why not, are you doing that? Not to, to me? shift back to Stern, but just as an update from a, the uh, distributor and sales side, updating people. I think they like this. So, Turtles Pros are supposed to go on location or ship out to locations domestically next week. Then they're going to actually run some LEs. And when they run the LEs, they usually run all of them. So, I'd anticipate them running all the LEs. And then they'll go back to the Pro. So, we might not, we may, in fact, this is going to be different because of all of this uh, shutdown stuff, but. We may see more LE owners than we do pro owners initially. Hmm. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. So be very patient, everyone, for your Turtles Pro. It is coming. They will make no, them for can- years. No, cancel them. No. All you guys please, cancel them. Don't. Send a message. Oh, please don't. You can buy, buy Hot Wheels instead. We've already got a podcaster that does that. We don't need any more of that. So, yeah. Uh, but Jersey Jack Pinball, their next game is going to be ready. Once it's ready to ship, that's when we'll start seeing it. I'm okay with that wait because I hate when a game comes out and I have to wait, 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 wait. Yeah, no, I don't know anyone who likes it. I mean, isn't that the biggest gripe about uh, those who are in on Rick and Morty? And they knew it going in, but still, it's frustrating to have to wait. That's a good point. I didn't have to wait long for my Rick and Morty. and uh, You I still, whined about I that for months. I, I'm not, and I know I'm that not you a got patient further fella. because of the shutdown, but yeah. no, you're not. Your dad should have taught you that. Uh, my papa was a Rolling Stone. Uh, no, so I can't wait. Uh, but there is a new code for Rick and Morty, speaking of. Two new dimensions and some more light shows per Dr. Jean. Mm, sparkly. I'm, I'm, uh, 
I'm liking Rick and Morty a lot. A lot. Hmm. How's it working for you? So out of the box, I can say that my Rick and Morty played really well. I know that there was a lot of complaints early on that the loop wasn't working as well, or the garage shot wasn't working as well, um, the the launch wasn't working. Nope, they tweaked and tuned. Yeah, your geometry was all was all tuned. You didn't need to make adjustments. Didn't touch a thing. Oh, good. Didn't good. touch a thing. So they've got that down. They did. Uh, if anybody has seen our straight down the middle a pinball show unboxing video of Rick and Morty, we had a lot of fun doing that. We is and me, but. Uh, we had a lot of fun, but I did see that they left the test balls in my game. Um, so that at least told me that they they tested mine out. That was appreciated, mm. but they left the test balls. So I had new balls and test balls. Yeah, so I had 10 balls in mine. Mine's under the weather right now. It's got the little uh, the arcade sign with a little thermometer hanging out of its mouth. Oh. But yeah, I, I don't know what happened, but I think I need a new power supply. So. Oh. My son and I were playing oh. the uh, power supply all, right off of it, <laughs> and we wow. we were loving it. I, so I can't stream it tonight, uh, everybody, until I get that fixed. I don't think it's a fuse thing. I got to look at the fuses. Maybe it's one of those little baby fuses. I get them little baby fuses in there. It blew my breaker, and then oh, when I tar- oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it wasn't pretty. Yeah, it wasn't it pretty. Could, okay, well, so yeah, I was in the middle of a game uh, two days ago, and it. Blew my breaker. And I was like, okay, maybe I just had too many games on. I don't know. Went and turned the breaker back on, but Rick and Morty was still off. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. So I um, I took out uh, down by the switch. There's a power box or like a blue box that Brian Kelly loves. Took that off. And there's an 8-amp slow blow for all you uh, techie nerds out there. A little 8-amp. Well, that's a big fuse. And that was demolished. That was like black. Um, mm. so I was like, Oh boy. So I pulled that out. Uh, and then I put in another one and I thought, you know what? I'm going to look, I'm going to look back in the back to see, cause this blew pretty, if it blew a breaker, we're dealing with some power stuff, right? Something's crossed. Something's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it, it's pulling too much power. Yep. So I, I put in another fuse, turned it on and I was looking in the back of the cabinet and right where you plug in that game. Um, I saw some sparks like, Poof! and I was like, whoa, holy crap. And it blew the breaker again. I'm like, oh, geez. So took out a fuse, put in another fuse, but the fuse didn't blow. I don't think, I don't think the fuse even blew, but, uh, sparks, well, blew. the breaker blew fast enough then yeah, that might protect the fuse, but it was coming from the back of this power supply. So I was like, oh, jeez. Huh. So then I did, uh, all right. So I got the breaker set back again. I was like, all right, I'm going to try it one more time. So I tried it again, and it booted up just fine. And I'm like, oh, great. Started a game. Started up just fine. One fucking Morty coming up or whatever it says. And um, go to plunge, and all my high-powered coils are dead. So then I inspected all the coils to make sure that a lug wasn't touching a wire or anything. It's fine. So it's either, I think I just need a new power supply. Well, I mean, in the case of the coils, they may be controlled by another fuse. Did you see if there were any other blown fuses? That's what I need to, it's the baby fuses. Yeah, so I, I know a it's little you, because to, of the weekend and everything. I don't know if you've been able to reach out to, to Spooky yet about what they think might be the issue. I did talk to uh, Chris Minier, who does tech Spooky, and very receptive, very quick. He was like, absolutely, check the fuses. If it's not that, it's probably power supply. We'll get you out one immediately on mm-hmm. Monday. So Right. I, uh, I mean, they order those. They don't build the power supplies. Yeah, so if it's yeah. a defective power supply, you know, it's unfortunate. And that happens. It's, yeah, it's not on them. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, it's good that they're 
obviously stepping up and replacing it. So if oh, that yeah. ends up being what needs to be necessary. So, yeah, that's unfortunate, though, because I know you were really looking forward to playing it. Yeah, I was wanting to stream it. And my poor son, he's been streaming lately, and uh, he came down Saturday, and he was like, oh, man, um, what's going on? Because he saw me working on it. I was like, I don't think you can stream it today, buddy. He's He was bummed. He had all his buddies he was talking to. So he streamed Hot Wheels instead. Yes, yeah, I saw part of that stream, actually. Yeah, so. I didn't say anything. I, I was quiet. Hot Wheels, is, uh, we're having a lot of fun at Hot with Hot Wheels, my mm-hmm. son and I. But I will say, for some reason, there's something just that keeps pulling me into Rick and Morty. And it's well, not it's not the, the theme. Yeah, I, I guess. but It's, it's it, more up your alley as a theme. It is a very chaotic shooter, Dennis. Um, there's nothing really... I'm trying to think like what shot is so satisfying. Um, it's smooth in some places, clunky in others. My first impressions are it's not the layout that's winning this thing over, but it just, it's so chaotic. It's like TNA with ramps. It's so chaotic and it's so difficult. And at times it's even unfair, but I've been pushing start on that more than I have Hot Wheels. Maybe you just like chaotic games more because Hot Wheels seems like, you know, it's very flow. As I, very as flow. I watched your son play to get, uh, you know, I focused in on the shots a lot and I was like, okay, well, it looks like it's a very approachable game and there's mm-hmm. a lot of flow going on with it. Yeah. Uh, and that's a very different approach to what you've just described Rick and Morty playing like. So. Yeah, they're both very much fun. But if I had to pick one right now, I've got to go Rick and Morty and it's not close. Well, you, you have had a habit of naming games that you really like that tend to be pretty hard yeah walking dead Willy wonka mm-hmm. i like tough games yeah, stranger so, things so yeah. based off of what you say you favor this sounds like yeah. this does not surprise me let me put it that way and yeah. not a knock on on hot wheels it's just it's a, it's oriented a different way for a different yeah, audience i think that uh you can approach hot wheels a lot easier for a lot of people so, Which I, given their plan of, you know, the desire to have more operator embrace of an American pinball game, I think that's the right way for them to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've had a lot of fun with Rick and Morty. We're super bummed right now because it's down, um, but they are responding quickly and they've been very supportive throughout the entire process. Um, a lot of people messaged me. It's like, oh, what was that situation you were, uh, there, no need to get into that, but I can tell you very much so some stuff was cleared up and made my buying experience perfect. Like I, I couldn't ask mm-hmm. for a happier owner of Rick and Morty. So I'm excited. And Every time I have, I've reached out, uh, it's not been a lot, uh, to spooky regarding my, when I bought my TNA from them, uh, They've been very responsive. Yeah, I had a question for Eric Pripke, the coder. I mean, he was freaking bam. He was on it. Um, and he was very nice explaining it because he knows I'm not the smartest guy when it comes to coding stuff. But he was he was unbelievable. And they did just announce that there's going to be some new decals going forward. They're going to do laminated decals on the Rick and Morty for that upgraded oh, like uh, a decals. library card. Yeah. So owners of Rick and Morty that already have their game, they can request these updated uh, target decals as well. Just email spooky. Oh, okay. So they're on the target. Are the, are the non-laminated ones showing where is that the issue? Yeah. The problem is they, they print an entire decal without the circle uh, for that rivet cutout. So they kind of, they don't look the the best. Um, And then they weren't laminated. So they were showing where pretty, pretty bad. Um, okay, makes sense. So yeah, they're they're updating those. I know some people are updating their LCD monitor. I I don't know, guys. Like I, I noticed it in TNA a little bit, 
but yeah, uh, but there were, I mean, and not, I mean, people can, obviously I have no, I have no issue with people that want to do that. I, I would say though, when the case of TNA, I thought there were, uh, plenty of decent guides that were posted mm-hmm. like on Pinside, for example, on ways to change from the default settings on the, mo- you know, just yeah. go in and adjust the contrast and Tweak stuff so that it bit. just doesn't, because yeah, the, by default, I agreed with a lot of people. I felt it looked extremely washed out, mm-hmm. but that just seemed to be the default, you know, monitors they bought, what their settings were. And I tweaked mine and I'm very happy with the way it looks. The only thing I really have an issue with, which I assume is pr- probably still the case with Rick and Morty, is the power supply fan is extremely loud. <laughs> I had and a couple people I, comment. And I know people have, like, the only real way to address that is to change out the fan, which is a cheap part. But, mm-hmm. and I'm just, so since it's not functionally a problem, I haven't done it, but. I mean, it sounds like I, I'm booting up NASA when I turn on TNA. <laughs> the, only, like, the only issue I ever... The shuttle's going to be okay, guys. <laughs> the only issue I have with the fan, Dennis, is when uh, Greg and I are recording and we want to have the games on display so that people can see them in the videos, it does... I mean, you got to do some noise removal uh, in post ah. to get rid of yep. that damn fan. And you and guys it heard does, it in I the mean, unboxing video. I mean, it was yeah, loud. it's... Uh, no, it's it's very loud. It is very loud. I mean, it's I don't constant. Even, no, it's not like it's only when they're like a laptop fan, for example, will get if your processor's being burdened, it all of a sudden kicks the fan on high mm-hmm. and you can hear them. No, it's all it's steady. It's it's yeah, the speed it of the fan. It's just the way the fan is. But we did that unboxing video, and Virlin he makes this aftermarket uh, fan, and shout out to Virlin because he reached out to me and he was like. Man, you you need the additional fan. Let me send you one. And I was like, all right, I'll be happy to you know make a maybe an install video if you want to send me one. So he's got he's got me a fan coming out to fix oh, the. That's nice yeah, of him. Make it a little bit quieter. The LCD screen is fine to me. I don't. I'll tweak it a little bit. No, but I, uh, I didn't see any I, issue with it. Yeah, if you want, check some guides. If, they, if you can't find one, it, the TNA settings are probably good for it. If you want to play mm-hmm. with it or just play with the contrast and yeah. stuff, it's easy enough to restore to default. So. The straight down the middle yeah. unboxing was a lot of fun, Dennis, because you remember when I got drunk? Um, nope. I got drunk unboxing the Pirates of the Caribbean because I had to take a shot of pirate rum every five minutes. That was I a know, lot of, but I didn't was, watch it. it sloppy. Well, you're missing out. That is what it is. This time I upped the ante, though, and in Rick and Morty fashion, I don't know if you... Oh, you don't watch Rick and Morty either. They have an episode where they nope. talk about and they sing about with a slut dragon getting high on Molly and Percocet. I see where I'm going with this. So maybe watch that video to see a Zach doing a little Molly and Percocet while unboxing a game. How about it? Percocet, Molly Percocet. Did you watch the unboxing? You probably didn't even watch my damn unboxing video on Rick and Morty. No, I did not. Oh, jeez. I watched your f- Hot Wheels one. What? Oh, I can't first two minutes. All That's all I'm asking. Damn. Two minutes. Speaking of two minutes, that's how long you'd want this next segment to last, Dennis. That's inaccurate because I, w- I don't want this segment to be here. What? You can't even give me two minutes, huh? You get whatever you want. I don't stop you. Out the left side of the plane, ladies and gentlemen, you will see you'll see all of the TPN correspondents wave hello. Hello, correspondents. You'll see Craig Bobby. He is in a cheerleader outfit for some odd reason. Craig Bobby, ladies and gentlemen, to the right side of your plane, if you look out, you'll see a Dennis Creasel shaking his head. Uh, you're also going to see, uh, as we are approaching, the land of pinball market trends. Everybody put your trays up in the upright position and buckle up. <laughs> 
because we're going up high into the land of pinball market trends. You like that? That's a nice little segue. Turning up this week is Medieval Madness Royal Editions. Now that the remaining are starting to ship out and they're about done with this Medieval Madness Royal, people are getting an itchy finger on their keyboards to see how much money they can make on their limited, but not limited, Royal Edition Medieval Madness. Have you heard about this, Dennis? Uh, I saw one pin side thread that got locked. That's about it. They're multiplying like a brass. Those little bumps on your skin. Don't pop them, sicko. They're climbing up. I've seen some people, we know that the list price for the Royal Edition is $10,000 plus shipping. But you're seeing some people, 12, 13, 14. How high can we go? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't care. Fair enough. Turning down this week is dialed in LE again. I've said it before, but... This poor pen, there's so much pen there to play. So much. Mint condition, you're seeing them flood the marketplace. Right now, you can get one for $7,000. And I bet if you tried hard enough, upper sixes for a dialed-in LE. Upper sixes. It's cheaper than a Stern Premium. What's going on, Dennis? It's not a theme that people care about. Oh, theme sell, huh? Yeah, well, that's the rumor. Is that the fact? Because numbers don't it's lie here on fact. Pinball Market. But hey, I'll tell you what. Manufacturers, feel free to go and continue to experiment. And yeah. <laughs> continue to complain when no one buys your game. Yeah, that's right. Continue to make those non-licensed games if you want to sell 100. But they'll be rare. Yeah, conti- continue to listen to the 15 people that say that they want original themes on Pinside and then uh, never buy your game. Oh, Cosmic Carnival. No. Now, to be fair, that game did not play well. Yeah, it really didn't. That was a bad one. You should rate that game on straight down the middle to prove you won't give it a B plus. Or would you? Or would I? See, mm. that'd be hard because artwork Art's was awesome. killer. It's going to help pull it up. Artwork was an A on that game. Also turning down this week is my polling numbers. Ah! Oh, man. Talk about a kick in the nuts. Did you see the thread on Pinside that, uh, that somebody started that asked which person was more valuable? Zach Minnie or Jack Danger? Uh, yes, I did, because I was one of the early people to actually reply to it, which is not something I normally would do. But How did you reply? I replied in a please fairly Zach, negative please manner. Zach, please, and said, Zach, please, Zach, please, Zach, please, Zach. No, I didn't, I didn't vote in it. Oh, I, okay. And it looks to me like the thread has been removed. Yeah, like, I, I couldn't so. find it. They left Again, it I, running for a good two days, though, or something. Well, I mean, but anyway, yeah, that was my point. It's like... The way I think what I wrote was I didn't understand why someone would make a thread like that because it seems designed for no purpose other than to create drama. Like mm. someone's feelings are going to get hurt or I want someone's feelings to be hurt. It's about people. It's not about an individual. It's not about games. Yeah. And what I did not write, but where I was going with that was it's stuff like that that gives Pinside the reputation of being a toxic cesspool that it sometimes quite frankly deserves. Okay, and I think it's because fair. they allowed that thread to exist for as long as it did. It's like you want to know why everyone thinks that this place is a shithole. There you go. Here's because your example. You allow things like this, and then you say our number one rule is be nice, and there's nothing nice about pitting people in a popularity contest like this is high school. So yeah. that's my problem with it. 
It uh, isn't about who was involved with it or anything. It's like, no, I'm not voting. I'm not playing that game. Yeah. Because you looked and you saw your polling numbers weren't as good. So how did oh, that make you feel? Um, I I was expected. I don't. That was my whole case in point. Like I'm, I've become numb to some of some of the the jabs and stuff like that. I think it was probably accepted because Jack and I have enough exposure in pinball that we were we're kind of closer to an entity that's like a manufacturer that you can ridicule and stuff than anything. So I. Uh- I see your point, but I I disagree. I think this was clearly a, hey, look, we know there was this conflict and discussion involving Hot Wheels and it's starting to simmer and people are moving past it. So let's just thrust everything out in the public again to keep people like this, like wanting people to get in a circle and knife fight each other. So it's like, hey, look, it's falling away. Hey, maybe if I create a thread, I can arm you guys with some switchblades and we can see some blood. Wow. That's how it... Only if Jack I, and I would grease back our hair would I be up for that. Well, and well, neither of you posted <laughs> in the thread. Uh, He's but, already got the jean jacket. I need something. I need like well, a leather jacket or something. Well, no, no one no one can dispute his style. Quite, I mean, That's right. let's, be, let's be perfectly frank. But it's just like, so no, it's not... It isn't about that... Jack was in it and you were in it. It's it got me on a bad day and I was just like this is not there's nothing healthy about this. No. This is this it's this and it's so obvious. So to me it was nothing but toxic and pointless uh but not in a frivolous way. Like it, there is a risk that you you damage people with it and that's mm-hmm. my problem with it. Like yeah. if you want to do a stupid versus thing about Star Wars versus Star Trek those are just properties or mm-hmm. games or what you know. No one can. No one should care. These are feelings. Well, that's what you're toying with, with it, in my view. And I don't think there's anything healthy about it. Try and politely say my point. I'm being obviously a little nastier here, but I think your I think your point is actually the correct one. It's the rational one. I completely agree with you, um, and I would like to think I would have agreed with you whether it was myself included in that poll or anybody else. I didn't take offense to it really uh, because. I, my thought was, from a, like a scientific approach, why have a poll if you already know what the results are going to be? I think that's what I said to you in text. I was like, I don't. Of course, we know Jack Danger is going to be polled higher value wise than myself. I don't think we're we're not uh, uncovering anything there. So I didn't understand the poll more than anything because the point of the poll wasn't to f- measure anything. It was to create drama. That's my mm-hmm. belief. Quite possibly. If it bleeds, it leads, right? I don't know. I, I guess so. And, uh, that that forum allowed it to exist far longer yeah. than if they actually cared about their standards would have would have permitted it. Been a lot of bloodshed. I feel like I'm uh I'm needing an infusion here. Help me. So yeah, turning down this week is my polling numbers because oh, when it's just about tearing down people, I don't, I just don't understand. I don't understand why people feed off of that level of toxicity. Um, in an almost gleeful way. It's not even Scheudenfraud, because it's not like these people are giants that are being brought down to size. It's just, it's just meanness. We're not? For, for sport. Oh, it's sport we're not meanness. giants? Uh, you're not. Oh! I, I stand on my own mountain, but... Mound? Let's not bullshit ourselves. <laughs> I stand on my own molehill, which I'm now making a mountain out of. I know. My hey, mountain look. isn't a fame mountain. You've heard me rant about fame. I see. I don't see the value in it that you do. I don't... Fame. What the hell am I going to get fame for in pinball? I want to live forever. Oh, now see, that's where it's at. Oh, man, get Cut it. Cut that. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Oh, it was so good. It's in there. I want to love the fly. Fame.
Yeah, so I'm, my polling numbers are down right now. It's called recently on a podcast. The single most passive-aggressive individual in existence they've ever met. Oh! There's also a person that was mediating, trying to trying to get me to get along with them. Are you are are you like the sort of person who steals people's lunches out of the work fridge? I was described as being the person that blows on the back of someone's neck while you're in line, and then when I get popped in the face, then it's like I deserved it. Uh, am I passive aggressive? Hell yeah, that's a good that's a good characteristic that I have. But in this particular situation. Couldn't have been further from the truth. I found it funny. Did you have you ever read our uh, our reviews on the on the podcast review catcher, the uh, database? Once upon a time. Uh, oh man, I got to read a part of this. I love this one. This is like mean tweets. Ready? Okay. I'm gonna pull a segment from this. So I had some nice things to say, but this individual also said. Maybe the only real fault of the show is at times it can feel like the show is hosted by a seven-year-old who just discovered his parents' cassette recorder and is pretending to be a morning radio DJ. Oh, God. I like that. That's Four actually, stars. I, yeah, but I like the analogy. Like, it, it's well it was, written. It was pretty good. It was, from, no, I, it was pretty I, good. Whoever but, wrote it, kudos to you. It was, it was Joe Servino, I believe. Oh, it was Joe. Okay. So, I know Joe. Nicely done. Joe. I mean, I don't know him personally. I know him yeah. from online. But oh, so nicely done. That was good. So yeah, we 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 get our fair share of of mean tweets and reviews over here at the Pinball Show. But you well, know what they say, it, Dennis? It is a common complaint. Complaint I hear about you, Zach. Not the passive aggressiveness, but the yeah, too, this kind of morning show, too showsmanship. The fake yeah. that it's fake. That comes across like, oh, well, and like when you say, well, when you play devil's advocate and stuff, it's yeah. like, well, yeah, but they'd rather, some people would rather just hear you be honest instead of making sure that the other side is argued. Yeah. I know. You get it? Entertainment. But then, you know, yeah, I, I, I get blowback too. I mean, there is the person Do on inside who, who wanted Craig Bobby to replace me. We've got uh, reviews. Do we want people to go to this uh, database to do reviews for us? I don't care if people do reviews or not. Okay. Fair enough. I used to ask on EGP and it's just like, you know, kind of, I'm not actually like the argument on iTunes is it's supposed to factor into the algorithm, help people find the show, but uh, I'm I don't still know what confused. the algorithm is. So I got, without me I knowing the metrics, I'm is like, the algorithm on that because for example, like, well, I have to reach out to Jeff at this week in pinball to see what the, like even the search algorithm for this database perplexes me. I don't understand. Like I'll go into the database and type in the pinball show that's the title of our show and we're like the seventh result and i'm like well how can that be the fucking term is identical to the pinball show we're like the seventh under like i believe um who comes up before us it's it makes no sense i've not spent any time trying to understand how the how the search how the search works so for those of you interested in, in submitting a review for your favorite stream or podcast or video show or anything pinball media, go to This Week in Pinball and go to the database to do so. All right, let's talk about a little deal of the week this week. You want to? No, you know, I, I save, think that's I want to save people add-on. some money. It's going to be sold before this is even out. Eh, maybe if it's a good enough deal, but... If it's not, it shouldn't have been deal of the week. Bye, bye, bye! Oh, I was going to do one, but you did it there. Deal of the week. You even got the bye bye bye, and I didn't. You son of a bitch. Uh, whatever. This week's deal of the week is going to be an Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle with Blood a Cabinet. Blood a. 
telling you, Spooky's leaving money on the table, not offering the cheaper margarine version. I can't believe it. I can't. That's what I, they should bill it as. That, that might be a trademark issue, but they should try. I believe in them. Yes, the margarine version. Yeah. If you go to Pinside and look up Pinside user Viddy, it's only three Viddy. He comes from Minnesota, Minnesota. He's a recurring deal of the week type of seller, so I congratulate him for that. But he has an Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle with butter cabinet, $6,900, listeners. And he also has different uh, different things on it, like the shaker motor, the knocker, the speaker lights. He has this beautiful green powder coat that I wouldn't have thought would work, but it, it works really well. So a butter cabinet with... A, a unique powder coat, it sets this game off. It looks really, really good. There's a little bitty, tiny, minuscule ding on one of the side of the cabs, but I care about a lot of stuff, and I wouldn't care about that. So for $6,900... Bye, bye, bye! He's open to shipping at the buyer's expense as well. A lot of payment methods. Yeah, if you want an Alice Cooper, this is the one I would want. Bye, bye, bye! Nicely done, Viddy. But don't offer him 69 Offer him like 60 I'd offer him 67 See if he'll take it. And another deal of the week is not so much a deal of the week, but a plug for the show and a plug for flipping out pinball. That is, I've got a couple Elvira House of Horror premiums that just came in stock. I can assure you, once these sell and once all distributors sell this recent run of Elvira premiums, you're not going to see one for a handful of months. So, didn't you know how popular this game is? Yeah, right? yeah. It's a fun game. When they're gone, they're gone for a while. So you might as well jump on and get one of those shipped out to you today. And remember, with flipping Out Pinball, all brand new Sterns are always free shipping. Bye, bye, bye! And you know what? what? I was going to do a uh, I was gonna do a viewer trends, but I'm going to actually... We had submitted this week a viewer deal of the week. So let's, let's we play that we, by... We don't do that, though. Well, a hybrid has been created. Yeah. It just butted off. Bloom, bloom. It just keeps growing metastasizing just like that rash i was talking about earlier and our very own correspondent cause submitted the following the pin side marketplace always has lots of unique and sometimes odd items up for trade that's not a pinball machine the latest i've seen is a 1981 delorean with a manual transmission this is from murph's pins up in minnesota He's looking to get about twenty-five dollars to $30,000 worth of pinball machines for his DeLorean. So if you've got a bunch of machines you don't want anymore and you want a DeLorean, then reach out to Murph's Pins and maybe you can work out a deal. Bye, bye, bye! Hello, McFly. Creasel, would you not love a DeLorean? No, I've never heard good things about that car. Oh, you and performance. Who cares? As long as it drives. Well, it's not like you're going to be going 88 in it. I think to those that are obsessed with Back to the Future. And you know I don't think very highly of that theme anyway. Yeah, it just goes to show your deficiency in taste again. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh, I want that car so bad. Maybe I'll get a restored DeLorean. For my brand new unannounced Back to the Future pinball machine that's going to be developed by... Trade your uh, big Lebowski and you're halfway there. The Lebowski is pending sale, actually. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's been a hot little topic on Pinside, too. But to, yeah, a DeLorean. I would... You know what? If it was a great DeLorean, if it was like a restored DeLorean, I, I would trade some pins for a DeLorean. I would love to have one. Only if it says, out of time, on the back. Man, I love that 
Do you think we'll ever see a Back to the Future pinball machine? We've already had one. No, not the yeah, one, that East one. We had Potato Face. Um, I don't want to say never because it is oh. a timeless theme, but... Thank you. I... They'd have to be like really dry in the well to win it. It's not going to sell like <gasps> Ghostbusters did. So they, and I think they know that. Better theme, that or Rick and Morty. I don't, I've not seen Rick and Morty, Zach. So how can Son I judge that? A, better theme, that or Iron Maiden? Uh, Back to the Future is a better theme. Uh, Black Knight. Back to the Future because it's a known theme beyond pinball. Monsters. I think it's better than Monsters too, but. Hmm. Deadpool. No, worst thing. No, yep. you're wrong. Yep. Deadpool is wrong. Now you have a huge movie Ryan Reynolds fan base that now loves Deadpool, and it's an it's extremely popular that. Marvel comic. So. Email the pinball network at gmail.com and tell us if you think maybe we'll do a poll which one's the stronger theme. So make sure to follow us on Facebook. Back to the Future or Deadpool? I believe that Back to the Future probably 1.5 times higher. I'm going to give my edge, I'm going to give myself 1.5 times higher approval for a theme than Deadpool. Deadpool's cool, but it's no Back to the Future. Marty! And before we leave this week, Dennis, why don't we do another uh, MVP? You want to? Yeah, sure. For listeners who have not heard this segment, the Pinball Show MVP Award is what Dennis and I give to certain creators of a particular machine. We randomly select a pinball machine in the Pinside Top 100, and after hearing the machine, Dennis picks an MVP for that particular machine, whether he thinks it's the designer, the coder, the sound engineer, the artist, etc., and I'll pick my MVP for that said machine. So, Siri, can you give us a randomized number from 0 to 100? That would be 19. As we go to the Pinside Top 100, number 19 is Stern's Spider-Man. Mm. I don't think it matters what edition, whether it's the original, the vault, the black Spider-Man edition. I guess it would for art. It would for art. So what are we going to do here? I guess you can pick if you want to take the vault or the original. Let's go with the original Spider-Man. Okay. The original Spider-Man. We know that... Uh, the concept was done by Steve Ritchie and Lyman Sheets. The design itself was a Steve Ritchie design, one of your favorite uh, designers. Uh, the mechanics, John Rothermel. The software by Lyman Sheets, the great. Artwork by Kevin O'Connor, Margaret Hudson, Mark Galvez. Animation, Mark Galvez. Sound, David Thiel. And music, David Thiel. So when you think of Spider-Man, what's the first thing that comes to you? Is it the theme? Is it the design, the code, the light show? What, what, what I mean, I always think of the layout first when I, but that's true for pretty much any game I hear for me. Yeah. It's the, it's the layout and the theming. It's hard not to love Spider-Man as a theme. These were based on the Tobey Maguire films, uh, back in the two, uh, late two thousands, 2007 is when this early to late came out. I mean, this came out after the, with the, Kind of along the lines of the third movie, but the you know the very first Spider-Man, I believe, dropped in 2001. Yeah, good, very good point. So as we're looking here, you went first last time. You want me to go first this time? Uh, I have no preference. Siri, who the fuck should go first? No, <laughs> I'll go first. So my MVP of Spider-Man. Loyal listeners know, Dennis, that I am not 
a big fan of this game. It's not that it's a bad game. Hell, it's Steve Bowden's favorite game. I think it's a great game, but I'm just not a fan of it. It doesn't do anything for me. I find it boring. Mm. I wouldn't want it in my collection, <gasps> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like Steve Ritchie's design on this is very similar to that of Star Trek, which I find is a better game. So, Dennis, I'm actually going to go with the, the, the mechanics team. Oh, yeah, I, that's uh, you hear Steve Ritchie, you hear Lyman Sheets. Those are powerhouse heroes in pinball. But for me, this is not even close to my fav- favorite Steve Ritchie design. I feel it to be almost cheap feeling on some of the shots. Uh, and Lyman Sheets, it's a good code set, but it's just kind of boring to me. So I'm going to go with the mechanical team because I love, even if it was Steve Ritchie's idea to create these mechanics, the Doc Ock magnet, the Doc Ock that goes up and down, the center bank that's akin to Attack from Mars. But when it goes down, you also have targets back there. You have a Vuck back there with Sandman. He moves around a little bit. I I, I like the mechanics in this game more than anything. And I, I believe you even get a moving uh, Green Goblin, if I'm not... Uh, if I'm not mistaken. So I like the mechanics on this game. So my MVP goes to the mechanics team, which per IBDB is John Rarthamel, Mike Redoble, and Rob Blakeman. Nicely done. So they're going to share my MVP for Stern's Spider-Man. What about you? Hmm. Well, you made a really good argument for that. And I do like the toys in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Lyman Sheets, though. Oh, wow, going against Rich, that's your boy. Yeah, but as you as you pointed out, uh, I don't. This layout is inferior to Star Trek. I want to say it's like it wants to be Star Trek, and it's just not as good. Except Star Trek came later, so I'd like to think Star Trek was more a refinement on this. That, that's a good take. I just I don't think that the upper flipper shot feels as well. I'm not a big fan of how easy it is to backhand the Doc Ock shot. I mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm the center bank just kind of annoys me. I. It's okay, but and this is where I will agree with Steve Bowden, though. I think Lyman saved this game. I think that when this game, mm. if I recall, and I did not play pinball during this time period, but from what I know of my game history, when this game came out, it was not a very good game. You know, that's been the case with a lot of games where Lyman's been lead, where Lyman to wa- the Walking Dead was was criticized for the same, that the code wasn't mm-hmm. fun when it first dropped. We all know about the the issues with how early they had to push Batman 66 out. And I, I think Elvira kind of escaped a lot of that, but it still was pretty shallow when it first came out compared to what we have in Elvira House of Horrors at this point. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. I think that the mode-based style and approach that Lyman has implemented in this game is what makes this game a good game and why a number of people will pick Spider-Man over Star Trek. I think I can actually see that. Yeah, yeah. I think overall, with a general pinballer poll, Star Trek would win. But mm. with a competitive poll, Spider-Man might because of the way okay. that I, th- I think both have good rules, but it's like if I've heard sometimes with Star Trek and again, I'm bringing it up only because of the similar layout. A lot of people do mm-hmm. the what if and they go and they wonder what if uh, Lyman had coded Star Trek? I think, well, you know mm. what that would be. It'd be Spider-Man because that's what he chose yeah, to do with yeah. the rules for a very similar layout. Um but yeah, I can't. No, I can't go with Steve. I actually feel, and I would even say that the differentiation between uh, like the Spider-Man code set, I feel like the the, the modes differentiate themselves. Even the Mini Wizard, they kind of 
they feel more different than they do in Star Trek, but it's just the depth and stuff on that Star Trek, uh, you know, three deep triangle. It just makes more sense to me. I I really like uh, what Lonnie did with the Star Trek roles. I, um, but but well, that, didn't Lyman help with that? Uh, Dwight helped. Okay, Dwight I came Lyman in, came but, in uh, as but, well. But by Dwight's own admission, like ninety plus percent of that game is Lonnie. So okay, he he took ideas that were already in like sketched out by Lonnie and just actually did the implementation of them. Hmm. So, so he says that's who deserves credit. I, I think that's a, I can't remember what podcast I just heard with, with Dwight on who's who uh, said, he was on a couple. So yeah, he's been on a few for the turtles thing. I can't remember which one where he said like uh, that came up and he, uh, they were, Oh, it was a pinball players podcast with, uh, okay. with Jeff and Joe. And they were taking mm-hmm. their top five Dwight games. And the one that someone was unsure of was star Trek. And Dwight's like, I, you can't. I worked on it, but I don't deserve credit for the rules. Okay. That's a Lonnie game, and if you like Star Trek's rules, you like Lonnie's rules. So, hmm. but in this game, it is a Lyman game. It has, definitely has Lyman rules, and they are very good rules. So for that, I, I'll go ahead and give him. With my runner-up, would have been. I do like the sound in it, but I know a lot of that is just because of the uh, the call outs of the game. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, with 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 this. Yeah, the J.J. Simmons with- character. So. I almost gave my my MVP award to J.K. Simmons for the for the actual callouts because Parker. Yeah, like no, they're great. That, That's like the biggest complaint people have is losing yep. that with the vault. Yep, absolutely. We'll take the uglier artwork. We just we want J.K. Simmons. Yeah, well, it's a great. It's a it's just a great performance. So he's an Oscar winner. Come on, seen him in Whiplash. Oh, is he not the best in that? Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Rushing or dragging? Rushing. So you do know the difference. If you deliberately sabotage my band, I will fuck you like a pig. Now, are you a rusher or are you a dragger or are you going to be on my fucking time? I'm going to be on your time. What does that say? Quarter note equals 215. Count me a 215. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Jesus fucking Christ! I didn't know they allowed recharge into Schaefer. Am I to understand that you cannot read tempo? Can you even fucking read music? What is that? Eighth note? Yes, what is that? Dotted sixteenth note. Sight read measure 101. What are you in a fucking a cappella group? Play the goddamn kit! Now answer my question. Were you rushing or were you dragging? Answer! Rushing. Oh, my dear God. Are you one of those single-tier people? Do I look like a double fucking rainbow to you? Oh, my goodness. If you guys haven't seen Whiplash, I'm surprised you've actually seen Well, it's about jazz. Oh, so of course I'm you've surprised seen you've seen anything. <laughs> it's about jazz. <laughs> it kicks ass. That film kicks ass, man. All right, Dennis, that's it for us on episode 19 of the Pinball Show. Uh, Actually, you know what? I I can't. I've got to. I'm a father, right? I am. Um, I have a father. I am a father. But over the last year and a half, I've become a father again to to a little guy I care a lot about. You're above ground pool? We've gone through a lot together. Um, so I, I have one outro song that I just want to sing. Oh my God. To the Please one don't. I call four inch creasel clone. <laughs> what if Dennis was one of us? 
Just a shill like one of us. Blee beep blee blah blue blah blue da ba ba This is a very sensitive subject. From the moment I heard Denny say that I had a clone, I knew that I'd be safe because I'd never be alone. A podcast doctor shouldn't speak a lot about his feelings. My hurt and my pain don't make me too appeal. I hope Creasel Clone would look up to me. Run the business of the family. This Head of really Pimple bad. Empire, just like his dear old dad. Just give him my love and the machines I never had. But little Creasy would think I was a cool guy. Return the love I had. Make me want to cry. Be snarky. How about feelings too? Changed my life with Jack Bart and all the Pinside haters too. Creasel rejected me. Say la vie. Pinball world is cruel, so treat you unfairly. Even so, a god there must be. Four inch Creasel clone, you complete me. It goes to you, my little four inch Creasel son. I'm not singing this. I can't believe we put three songs in this show. Oh, I had to this sing to my Creasel really clone. Hey, look, he would have been mad. He would have threatened to move out again. He's not to the point of like putting his hands on his mom, but I mean, come on. Enough's enough. I gotta put my foot down here. A little crazy. Love you guys. All right. Now we can close it out. Where can people reach Dennis Creasel for a little bit more? Uh, I don't. A little remember. bit more of you. <laughs> Go to EGP. Yeah, you search it online on the net. And for the love of everything, Tony, vote for him on the... I don't even care what he picks for the next one. Just vote for him. You can reach us at thepinballnetwork at gmail.com. Also on Facebook, make sure to follow and subscribe there for a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff and a lot of shares to some streaming, to some videos, etc. We have a website, thepinballnetwork.net, as well as Twitch at twitch.tv slash pinballnetwork. And if you're ready to buy a brand new pinball machine, contact myself at Flippin' Out Pinball. It would be very much appreciated. Very, very much appreciated. Uh, you can buy an Escalera from us. You can buy brand new pinball machines. we got some used inventory in as well. We try to be fair. Uh, we get you things out as fast as we can. And hey, we just may be selling some other stuff here in the future. So go to Facebook and follow. Yeah, if, if everybody's always like, hey, do you have the, on your website all your used games? No, because that would require getting them up, getting them down. We sell them very fairly and very quickly. So... Follow us on Facebook for all of that. TPN Today, this last week, you listened to the Final Round Pinball Podcast, Episode 10 with Keith Keith Elwin. If you have not, go back and listen to that. Dennis, I want to talk about something really quick. The Puppet Pals. Mm-hmm. The Puppet Pals have landed in a huge way. This show has taken the pinball world by storm. Episode 0 came out as a promotional piece, but Episode 1, the group or the person submitted to us pinball dream themes and my pinball dream theme is now a puppet pals pinball machine i shit you not that's how good the show is it's fun i did i really liked it i know it's it's not resonated with a few people that find it too weird but it's it's uh it's meant to be weird so and it is so edgy and and, and wonderfully written yeah, no, and talented a, and these aren't kid puppets no, be safe. Yeah, don't listen to Moppy too closely. But 
No, it, it's it's relevant. I think the person who does it or the group plays their own piano. The music in it is written, I think. Oh, man. It's Not really, like what really you good. do? No, this, this, this makes me want to quit podcasting, the Puppet Pals. That's how good it is. Oh, people can now, they see, a, they see a, the dream. It can become a reality. Yeah, it can. If this doesn't win the Twippy, I, then I've lost, <laughs> I've lost faith in uh, who's voting. Man, the Pinball Show midweek-ish edition, episode eight uh, with Craig Bobby, uh, entitled Little Flipper Strong Takes. That was cute. I really liked. Yeah, that. I like how uh, cold his daughter was to she his was. desire to make her love make her love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and she's <laughs> like, "Nope, not really, not into yeah. it." So if you haven't heard that, listen to the little flipper strong takes on Hot Wheels by American Pinball. That was a lot of fun. She also had a strong take toward her dad towards the end of that. Woof. And I'm here to announce you're going to see the announcements this week on social media. But we have some new TPN streaming affiliates that include the Pinsomniac, welcome. Fliptronic, wonderful group, welcome. Raul Pinball, welcome. We Love Pinball, out of Germany, I believe, welcome. Guten Tag. Maybe the best uh, screen name ever. Screen name. You still in MySpace there, Zach? Uh, Jedi McMuffin. Jedi McMuffin. <laughs> That would be my tune if I were him. That's perfect. And if you haven't seen his logo, it's even better. Yeah, his logo actually so, creeps me out. <laughs> so good. So good. And just another pinball stream. So follow all of those individuals. You're going to see our team continue to grow and expand here at the Pinball Network. Thank you all for the support. Except for some of you. TPN this week. What's coming up, Dennis? New Silverball Chronicles. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. They are covering, I believe, Gottlieb System 1? Yeah, I am shocked. When I looked at the poll, uh, yes, the follow-up on Steve Ritchie was winning, and I, full you know, full disclosure, voted for Steve Ritchie. As yeah. I, I think you don't want to go too long. I mean, they left it up to the audience, but I don't think you want to go too long between those. No. And it sounds to me, I was communicating with uh, Mr. David Dennis, who's one mm-hmm. of the hosts of that show, and it sounds like someone did some shenanigans and put <gasps> their thumb on the scale. Oh! Some, uh, a voter, an enthusiastic voter, might have committed a little bit of the voter Whoa. fraud. Oh, we all know how Dennis Creasel likes Gottlieb's. You spread that rumor. You know, that's all made up. I know Like this is. love of Gottlieb. <laughs> now, I think Gottlieb System 1 is a fascinating story, so I think it deserves to be covered, but... I I th- I think following up with Steve Ritchie would have been the better choice at this stage. And hopefully, time, we'll get that next. Yeah, uh, I mean, my recommendation to Ron and David is don't ever ask the viewers again for their opinion. Yeah, they don't. They don't know. They, they don't. don't know. They, they don't. there's viewers they, that want pinball market trends to be extinct. <laughs> yes. What's do. next? No vegetables and fruits in your diet. Good lord. The problem with uh, the market trends is that. It's really good. Just ignored outright. Ignored? No. No, I loved him so much I created a clone of him. Gottlieb System 1s. Okay. They can make anything interesting, those guys over at Silverball Chronicles. Ooh, as well as Josh Jacobs with Silverball Stories. I think we may get another one of those this week. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. You see, I think... Here's my theory with Josh. I think he thinks that these puppets... They're encroaching on his turf. He Whoa. had the most unique pinball podcast. And yeah. now the puppets are trying to out-unique him. 
the pinball audio experience. But Josh is a master story weaver and mm. he's got musical talent as well. So I'm, I really like Silverball Story. So I'm looking forward to it anyway. But this could be the rivalry of the <sighs> month. Could we have a crossover like when the Jetsons visited the Flintstones? That would be awesome. Silverball Pals? Oh! Puppet Stories? Gosh, I got to go change my pants just a minute. You're also going to see on TurboGrafx 7, they are going to be streaming some Hot Wheels upcoming because uh, Dave Brennan is an employee of American Pinball and he streams with TurboGrafx 7. So you're going to see some Hot Wheels. So if anybody wants to wants to see a little bit more of that game, tune in and follow them. Yeah. So for Dennis Kreesalam, Zach Minnie. You and I. And for the love of everything, practice safe pinball and... And the cat's in the cradle and the silver oh, spoon. I hate that song. Little blue moon and man and moon. When you're coming home, Dennis don't know when. But we'll be together then. You know we'll have a good time. That song is like overly depressing. I know. I feel like a shitty dad every time I listen to it. My son turned ten just the other day. He said, thanks for the ball, dad. Come on, let's play. As long as there weren't any sparks. God damn it, dude. I can't can't do it. I can't. I can't. They'll fucking light me up. (laughs) Welcome to having no power. God. Tell me about your tell me about your, the value of your platform again. Apparently when I was a kid I watched that, so it was a good song. Like, good show. You love that and Flash. I have no memory of Flash Dance. I do remember fame a little bit. I want to see you in your tight pants doing the flash dance with your headband on. I don't know if I had the headband and did the dance. <laughs> I may have just liked the music. It'd be fantastic. He shook his head and they said with a smile, what I'd really like, Dad, is the power of the car keys. See you later, can I have them, please?